Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of To The Point Podcast. Excited for today's episode, we have another guest with us today, uh, Vince Mole. He is the Boost Point Head of Product. Welcome to the show, Vince. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, so today's episode, I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go. We kind of just put this one in Vince's hands, actually, oh, a little bit. Vince, he's a great storyteller, and he has a lot of workplace stories. So again, this podcast <laughs> is a lot about you know people in the workplace, different workplace stories, things we can learn uh, from those stories. And um, so Vince... I don't know. Take it away. Tell okay. Story. I, yeah, I was told I could tell any story. Oh, Obviously, man. I could probably tell workplace stories, but I wanted to tell one of my favorite stories about one of my favorite people of all time, which is my dad. This, oh, yeah, I thought oh. you were... <laughs> it, no, you Sam, it's not you. You looked Sorry. at me, Vince. I mean, I was like, Sam's like, tell me more. It's me. like my dad, you're right below him, Sam. <laughs> Especially with that haircut. <laughs> Well, and I, I wanted to tell this story because I feel as though funny stories go a long way as opposed to sometimes I just tell like stupid dad stories about my kids doing crazy stuff. But this was actually one of the, my, the funniest stories I ever like experienced and it happened like in real time. And uh, I've kind of got to refine it over the years too, but I haven't told it in a while. So um, this was probably about, it was pre-pandemic. Um, my, my dad, who again, I love so much, but this is a hilarious story and he, he gets kind of red in his face whenever he hears this. Um, but he, he was working at the time right now. He's like semi-retired, but he was working at the time. And on Wednesdays, he would take a trip down along the Susquehanna river and he would usually get down there early. So he would stop somewhere, grab a, a, a breakfast sandwich and a coffee. And he would go park his car and just kind of relax and take in the scenery. Well, the one day he was looking out and he saw uh, what he thought was like some kind of animal, but it was a, a, a bigger animal and it wasn't like a groundhog. <laughs> and he kind of, he's looking around, he's like, well, that's an, that's an otter. Like, you know, you don't see otters very often yeah. along the river. And he's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So he got out of his car and he's kind of standing next to it, chomping on a sandwich, having his coffee. And uh, the, the otter was kind of coming out of the water. So say it's like, I don't know, 50, 60 yards away. So it's, it's pretty far away. Well, you know, my dad, being the, the naturalist that he is, is like, well, I'm going to get closer. So he, he's got his, his sandwich in his hand, and he starts walking towards the otter. And the otter, the otter didn't see him. The otter wasn't really paying attention. But as my dad got closer, the otter noticed that he was there. Well, my dad's like, oh, cool, like an otter. Like, you know, you don't see the river otters very often, blah, blah, blah. And then the otter started coming towards him. My dad's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not that big of a deal. Well, the otter continued to come towards him until it got like 10 yards away. My dad is starting to kind of like freak out because, you know, I, if you've ever seen an otter before, like I, I, I've, I haven't seen one in like real life close, but I've seen you know, like the stuffed versions when we go to, you know, like a museum or something. <laughs> But they're, they're the size of a small dog, yeah. right? So they're, yes. they're not small. So this small dog, Otter, starts running towards my dad, okay? So my dad goes into, like, defensive mode. So let me set, like, a little bit of, like, the environment. It had <laughs> rained for, like, three days straight, okay? So it's very wet out. My dad has a jacket on and jeans and, and everything, still holding a sandwich. And this Otter's running at him. My dad's... Kind of goes into like Still fight or flight sandwich. mode. So as this otter is running towards him, my dad's like, all right, I got to do something here. So my dad winds up and tries to kick it. What? Okay, to, to get it away from him. Well, remember, it's slippery out. So when he went and kicked, he, he missed. He whiffed really bad. Kicks right past the otter. Flips himself onto his back. 
So before, where he had maybe like the high ground, <laughs> he no longer has. Okay, he's on the flat ground, and the otter jumps right on him. Oh, no more. The otter jumps on him. Okay, so the otter's super, I mean, the otter was running at him, which, you know, wild, like, it's a wild animal, but like, usually otters don't do that. Yeah, they usually like swim the other way. They're like, Yeah, I'm they want to get away from it. This one's going whole hog Adam jumps on my dad's back because my dad's trying to get away right it's it, remember it's like wet and muddy out so my dad's trying to get away and this otter is on my dad's back and my dad's like elbow and you guys I don't know if you can see me but like he's like throwing his elbows around trying to get the otter off of his back and he finally elbows the otter and hits it off of him so my dad jumps up and starts running to his car well the otter you know he's not licking his wounds he grabs the back of my dad's pants and is like biting the back of his leg. So my dad has to like stop and like kick him off to get him off of his leg. And then he proceeds to run back to his car. And the otter's tight on his heels. He opens the door, jumps in and closes the door. And my dad's like, oh my God, what just happened? Like he's freaking out. He looks out his window and the otter's standing there going, like hissing at him like you want some more of this oh my god did he eat the sandwich so i i, th I, th I, th I think the sandwich was long gone by then. i was so like he just wanted the sandwich and i don't know if the otter wanted the sandwich or you know he, my dad looked at him the wrong way so the, the the situation's over i think the otter leaves but my dad is so freaked out and he still has to go to work so he calls me and he goes vince vince i'm like oh my god Dad, what's wrong? Why are you out of breath? Like, I, I thought something was seriously yeah. wrong. He goes, you'll never believe this. I, I, I need you, I, I, wh tell me, wh what should I do? And I was like, what happened? He goes, I just got attacked by an otter. And I was like, <laughs> I, I said, hold on. Oh, no, hold on. At the time, I was, I was at the office, but my door was open and everybody was there. So I went and closed the door. I said, what, ha what do you mean you got attacked by an otter? <laughs> he goes, uh, I, I, I was at the river and he walks me through the entire story and he's really upset like like borderline crying upset like he was really shook up yeah I was cracking up laughing and as soon as I started laughing he goes this is exactly what your brother did when I called him oh my God. so I told I said dad like what uh, what kind of shit are you okay for what like are, are you hurt he goes no but I have a bite marks in my shoe and, and on the back of my pants and my jacket and my pants are covered in mud and grass stains. And I was like, okay, like, I think you should probably go home. And he said, well, I know, but I have work to do. I was like, dad, like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm sure like, even if you want to go over there and tell them what happened, they'll probably say, go home, clean yeah. yourself up. And then if you want to come back later to do your thing, that's fine. <laughs> but like, it's, this is the craziest story I've ever heard. And you're the only person I think that ever got attacked by an otter. Okay, so, and it only happened to my dad. It just doesn't happen to like the average person. Oh my gosh. So what, what we, uh, what we kind of agreed on is that he was gonna go to his work and explain what happened and then leave and go home. Well, we it's hang like up. Twist on like the dog ate my homework. Like I got. Yeah, I got exactly. He actually looks like it, right? He's not walking with a piece. Of, like he's like disheveled looking. You know, he looks like he got. Looks like he was like wrestling in the grass or something. So he calls me back like 15 minutes later. He goes, "Hey, I just want to let you know I was really worried about this otter. So there was a 
a forest or a, a ranger that was there that had his binoculars on. So he's like looking around and everything. And my dad walks up to him as he has binoculars. He goes, Excuse me, sir. He's like, yep. And he keeps his binoculars. He goes, hey, I, I want to let you know that uh, I saw an otter and it attacked me. And the guy goes, what? <laughs> he goes, what do you mean you saw an otter? There aren't any otters. Like this guy knows the area. He goes, there's no otters around here. Oh, he no. goes, my dad goes, no, there's an otter here. And he attacked me. He goes, oh man, like that's usually a really bad sign. If there's otters in this area and they go after you, there's probably something wrong with it. So like this is obviously a really important because kids Rabbits. and families go yeah. down there. Rabies. I mean, it's not like my dad's like Chuck Norris or anything. <laughs> you know, my dad's, you know, 65, 70 years old. And luckily he was able to get away. But if that was a child, yes. they, yes. they, oh they would be in bad shape. Yes. So luckily my dad got, got it on the guy's radar. He, I think they put up like a sign or something to warn people to try to stay away from that area. Zombotters. <laughs> so my dad called and confirmed that no other, you know, unassuming person would be affected by, by the otters and they would keep an eye out for him. So that's the, that's the otter story. So that's actually a true story. A true story. I'm not going to lie. Halfway through the story, I'm like, he's going to pull one of those like, oh, and the otter was pulling on his leg like I'm pulling on yours yeah. now or something. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought the otter was gonna be like a beaver. No, it was yeah, it was an otter. I think Man. they think it was probably like rabbit or yeah. mange yeah. or yeah. whatever. So did he happen. like did he have to like go to the doctor? He went and got um the like rabies shots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he got I think he got a tetanus shot. I think they just give you like so whatever. The whole shebang. Probably hearing like yeah. yeah, I need these shots because of an otter. Yeah. So <laughs> what what like, I would have one hundred percent done the same thing though. Like if I was having a sandwich, I would be like, Oh, an otter. Yeah. And I would have like gone down <laughs> there like, and got like I would have gotten closer and closer and been like, You wanna share that? Like it would have definitely attacked me hundred percent. Like yeah. I feel like you were telling my story until the attack part. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. I, and they're and wild animals. So it's like, yeah. you, you be careful <laughs> around that, especially if you do have food or something that they might yeah. want. But yeah, my dad didn't want anybody to know this. And I was like, dad, th like you could go viral yeah. with this. Like you should, you should retell the story. He's like, I don't want anybody to know about this. Like, and the first time we went out together, I was like, hey guys, did you hear my dad's story about the otter? So I started telling it to everybody. And, and he, they started calling him like the Otter Man or something like that. <laughs> and like he stopped going to like certain like bars and restaurants that like, he would hang out at. And, and then for, for like the next, I think like year or two, whenever there was a holiday, like his birthday or something, he would get something otter related. So he has like otter shirts. Somebody got him a stuffed otter that is in the back of his car. That's like it's whenever we go out to like a museum or something, we see pictures of otters. We like send it to him. So luckily, it's a little bit more of a light situation. But for a while there, he was pretty upset about the whole situation. And you here you go continue and here I go. It's the story. just it's too good of a story not to tell. 100%. That would be terrifying though, for real. Like yeah. Like, like I would have been upset too. Yeah, when well, you don't know what's like, your brain is trying to catch up. Like mm -hmm. what's actually yeah, what happening? Happened? You're on the ground. <laughs> yeah, because that like doesn't happen. You know, it's like I mean raccoons. Yeah, they're like yeah. known for being rabid, but otters, yeah. it's like. Yeah. He has zero tolerance right now, too. Like, when he goes out somewhere and, like, the idea, like, if you even talk about, like, a wild animal, he's like, I would grab a baseball bat. And that thing went, I'm like, okay, Dad. <laughs> You're we 0 and 1 right now. Like, you want to go over 2? <laughs> Let's just keep our distance. Oh, that's so hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, well, that's a story, Vince. Wow, that's, I have. 
don't think you've ever told that one before. No, that's, <clears throat> I got a lot of stories. That's oh, one of the better ones. Um, I, so I'd love to get your perspective, Vince. Like, I mean, this is a great example of, I feel like, so, how some of our mornings, you know, the first 15 minutes of showing up to work and some of the conversations we have here, <laughs> and I feel like it, it breeds to, like, a healthy, you know, environment, <clears throat> like, at work. And to me, it's interesting seeing, like, interaction with, with with a, a team where you have like a mixture of very extroverted which i would label you as fairly extroverted <laughs> and like very introverted people and kind of this mix of personalities <clears throat> and um i mean i've been in some scenarios where it's like almost this tension between those two types of people and it's like oh yeah they're so loud over there like i just want to get my work done it's like i feel like there's then a very healthy version of it yeah. of like hey everybody's kind of respectful of their you know different personalities but it's like um, it, it just really works. So I'd be curious, like, to get your perspective. You've worked in different environments and stuff like that too. Like, how how have you seen, like, <clears throat> that come together as like a healthy environment in a team when you have a lot of different types of personalities? Because not yeah. everyone's as extreme and extroverted as you yeah. are. <laughs> I, I guess I have a unique perspective because my. 16 plus years of experience have been on the technical side of things. So most of my teammates, uh, you know, in my department are, I would consider introverted, right? Yep. Um, super intelligent, super inquisitive into different things than say like the business departments or, or other departments. Um, but what a lot of people don't understand with kind of the different dynamics, especially with introverted people is that it's not that they're antisocial. It's not that they don't want to talk to people. It's just, it takes them a little while to warm up, right? And they are interested in different things. So like if I'm talking sports to a software engineer, they're like, okay, like hit the ball on to the basket on the court. You know, like, you know, they're like, cool, like, yeah, I know enough to like not be interested in it. But what's really cool is that, you know, you, you find what that commonality is, if it's movies or TV shows, or it, it, even if like, you know, like, even though I'm extroverted, I love technical things. I love, I'm a super inquisitive. When my, when my wife was telling me that our son's getting to the why stage, I get excited. Because I love being able to explain things. If in in our line, in like the <laughs> technical side of work, if we can't explain things, that's really bad for business, right? Because we want to challenge the status quo, and we always want to be improving. So I need to be able to explain how we do things and why. So part of that environment is you have to find what that commonality is. Yep. So like, I mm -hmm. I know Sam loves like food. Um, he, he, <laughs> maybe a little, <laughs> but, but Sam also has like thick skin so I can, you know, give him a hard time sometimes and he knows it's not personal, but we also kind of like, we can, you know, give each other a hard time. So it's all about kind of learning the different personalities and mm -hmm. where you can, how you can interact with people. And I think that's what creates that, that like common environment that you're talking about that becomes fun. Yep. But sometimes you need somebody like me that's like willing to break the ice and start talking about something and just get the conversation going. And then usually things take care of themselves, no matter what kind of personality type you have. Yeah. But I think it's a really important part. And that was one of the important things of why I wanted to come to Boost Point. Because <laughs> you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there for somebody like myself that can work fully remote, make a really yeah. good living. Yeah. I can probably like not have a commute and a lot of those other things. But from like my yeah. perspective, that's not fun to me. That's yeah. not a work environment. Sitting by yourself all day. No. I would, like my soul would shrivel. Yeah. And, die. and I, I like to coach. <laughs> like I like right. to yeah. I like yeah. to teach people. I like to read body language. I like mm -hmm. to understand those things. And it's that's really tough to do over a Zoom call. 
call yeah. or never meeting somebody yeah. in real life. So yeah. that's why I really like the idea of Boost Point, but I also thought I can bring a different dynamic to, to Boost Point as well. I appreciate that perspective. <clears throat> so I, I, I mean, you mentioned kind of your unique, um, your unique perspective, being a very technical person, you're our head of product and like have led technical teams, which tend to be like, I feel like the, the, that environment, especially in today's like working environment, like everyone's just kind of accepted that, you know, working completely remote is like almost preferred and the best version of working, even for like technical um, workers, mm -hmm. what's your perspective on that? Like, uh, I actually heard, uh, is there still value of like being in the same space, like physical space, or is it like, ah, working remote is just as good. I, I think there's, uh, so our, uh, so I, I, my unique perspective kind of comes from, I played college sports. So yeah. like having a sports background, our coach always told us time and place, right? So like his example, we had a, a big man that was like six, eight, six, nine, uh, Terrell, when he's running down the court and we're on a fast break, you don't pass the ball to Terrell at half court, right? You don't pass the ball to Terrell at the three-point line. You don't even pass him the ball to the foul line. You wait till Terrell is underneath the basket, he has his back turned to the basket, he's got his hands up in place where he wants the ball, and then you can give it to him so he's in a place where he can succeed, mm -hmm. right? So it's time and place. So with on the technical side of things and with any other side of business, sometimes you are in a collaborative phase. Okay, we're, we're in ideation of a, a new yep. idea in which isn't a product yet. We need to think through it. We need to have everybody close. Those synergies of having like a clo close proximity to one another and hear ideas. Like, like you have your perspective, but what other people have, listen, accumulate things. Once you move past that phase and you have everything that you need and everybody agrees on what the expectations are, then you go into the actual like implementation phase, yep. right? In those phases, I don't need to be interacting with people. It's actually probably counterproductive yep. if with my personality, if I'm around people all the time where I need to just sit down, put my nose to the keyboard and get stuff done. So I think there is a time and place for working remote, but I think it could be at the cost of growing somebody that's younger, right? Like we have Josiah on our team who just graduated college, who is super smart, super intuitive. Uh, he's a little bit more on like the, the extroverted side when it comes to the technical side or like a, a technical person, but he needs some cultivation. He needs some training. He needs yep. some oversight. He needs some guidance. Lenita, who's on our team, also super technical, but she knows more about the system than I do. So it's important for me to be around her. Yep. So when our yep. sales or customer success team asks her a question, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. That those are the only times you'll get those things is if you're around yes. other people. Yeah. So yep. it, it comes down to time and place. Yep. No, I appreciate that. Like, I, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit before, and I, I don't think there's like one blanket answer, but I appreciate that perspective there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, like there's times and place where I'm like much more productive at home than like, I'm like, if I need to get stuff done, I'm like, I'm just going to work from home today, yeah. get these things done. And then, you know what I mean? Then for tomorrow when I come in, like I'm completely set up and then I can jump in the box to do my calls. But sometimes I just need that. Where like nobody's like where I don't get distracted because I'm like I get excited. Yeah. And I do think like going back to your saying like it's not like tech people are antisocial. A lot of it's like how you get your energy, right? Yep. So like the introvert, extrovert. Mm -hmm. Like I do think that some people, if they are super introverted, it could drain a lot of your energy if you're in Absolutely. that collaborative phase too much yep. where it's like, right. oh my mm -hmm. gosh, like I just need my headphones in and like mm -hmm. nobody to talk to me. So that's like yeah. 
a fine line. That's the whole team mentality, right? Yeah. If you have, I, I, I always go back to like sports, but if you have five LeBron Jameses on right. the court at the same time, there's only one basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. So like some four out of the five people are going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. So you need you complementary yes. team members yeah. that some don't want to be on the meetings, but as soon as you give them something yeah. to do, they're going to knock it out. Yeah. yeah. And you need other people that are creative, right? Yeah. Like when we're when we're working on a new product, it's like okay, we have all the specs and the details put together. We send it over to Jordan. Jordan, put some visuals together so we can start to put the <laughs> the, the requirements with what it looks like. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. That's what a team is. Yep. And if you think you can do everything, then, right. I mean, you can try it, but you're going to run yourself too thin, or you're just not going to be as successful as you, you could be. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the whole collaborative part of having complementary people on a yep. team. Yeah. When I think there was something you mentioned earlier on that I feel is really important when you think about like collaboration and stuff like that cuz you can have <clears throat> strong personalities, you can but it's like if if you can be aware mm-hmm. of other people and like their personalities as well mm-hmm. and think through the lens of other people, empathy would yes. be a word for Absolutely. it. So like so people yeah, that are high in empathy, yes. like it doesn't necessarily matter as far as exactly. you have extreme introverts, extreme extroverts. It's like yeah, but are we empathetic towards each other? And that's what I think makes it work. For yeah. Sure. If you don't have any self-awareness of how you affect other people or yeah. like how other people are wired and how you're, you, you are wired yourself, I think, yeah. And yeah. the empathy there, then it can be more show that well, everyone's like, yeah. It's, t- it's tough yeah. to learn if you're not with other people, though. Right. You know, I think that's why, you know, technical people do sometimes struggle with social interaction is because they're typically on a keyboard and that, you know, the compiler saying, warning, this is incorrect. Fix it. Where in real life, Jordan's looking at me with like a head tilted with like a look <laughs> on his face like, wait, you didn't get me like to sign off on that design? <laughs> Give me a break. And I'm like, oh, OK, I get it. Like Jordan, Jordan takes a lot of pride in when, what our customers see. Yeah. Right? Yep. He takes a lot of pride in how the really system yeah. works right like yeah. it's not jordan's not being mean he's just saying like <laughs> hey i want this to be better bring bring me into the fold yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but you don't get that over a zoom call right, right. jordan right. might not even yeah. turn on his camera because it's he might have a, yeah. a a dog running around the background or you know whatever it is yeah. but you that yeah. you only really get that and i think wall street was like the first like industry that really said we want to get people back in the office because there's so much, I think, in like the the financial industry that's in people's heads mm-hmm. that only happens on like those, you know, like those phone calls that just kind of happen that are spontaneous that yep. you only get to hear it if you're there, right? Yep. So I think that is one of the best values, and that's how you learn empathy. Yeah. That's how you learn to read body language. Those important intangible things that you don't get taught in college or yeah. high school or anywhere yeah, else. Yep. True. Yep. <clears throat> awesome. Is it? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the coolest thing about working in an office like this where there's a lot of different personalities is that, like, I am a very naturally curious person where, like, yeah. we all are, like, very different, but I'm, like, like, Lenita is really into, like, Dungeons and Dragons, and I know nothing about that, but I'm always, like, you're excited, so I'm excited, like, yeah. tell me more, and then she's talking about all these characters, and I'm, like, that's something I would have never, ever come across if I worked at home, you know, yeah. and, like, here, you know, I know, like, I didn't get to talk to her this morning, but she had, like, a game night the other night, and I still don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> but, like, because I'm excited for her, because she was so excited, like, you form these bonds with people and relationships when you work in a an office like this where there is empathy and compassion and like you form these friendships mm-hmm. where you would never get that 
working yes. from home. Yeah, right. and I feel like or the best. <clears throat> I mean, I think number one is just like that's mm-hmm. just like the correct way to live. I mean, like why <laughs> live a life that's like that's not meaningful and connecting yeah. with people? But then also I look at the like business value of that yeah. too. It's like, mm-hmm. well, why is that important in a business? When I think of like Boost Point and the company we're building, to me it creates that feedback loop of like mm-hmm. things because I, I we we been in seasons before where it's like ah like there's a kink in the department or across departments where it's like problems of customers are not being communicated like just because what's really the core of it is like there's a there's a connection problem like there's no communication period Mm -hmm. and like to me that's some of the value that like a good team atmosphere like brings to a company and to like cross departments yeah. is like, Hey, that communication and feedback loop. Like if, if you know, someone's on a sales call and they hear something from a customer, um, and then, all right, well, if there's good communication between customer success and product, like that's communicated yeah. through the organization almost instantly yep. because, Oh, well, we're already we're talking already. and have a good yeah. relationship yeah. Mm-hmm. versus it just being stopped yeah. and, and, you know, held yeah. in the, the, the same. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, for sure. I think like on, Paper too. You could probably argue it's more. Well, I don't know. Would you argue like as a business, would it save you money if you didn't have office expense? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like, there's the numbers, and like, that's that's some of the things that I think people wrestle with right. because, like, okay, what's well, proven? You're more efficient right. if you work from home. People like say that. you could. There's yeah. less distraction yeah. for the most part. Um, less commute. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, you know no lease or rent or, you know, mortgage on your office space. So like, yes, you could be more like cost effective, you know, by running an organization in that way. But when I look at what we need to accomplish every day and the stuff that comes from our creative collaboration, to me, the opportunity cost exactly. of that, it's like not, yeah. it, it doesn't, it, it's not comparable, yeah. but like, that's the idea. Of it's not worth saving. Right. Like to me, I almost look at it as like, all right, well, do you, do you look at, Hey, like, all right, how much do you want to grow a business? Is it like, Hey, how much like money do you want to save? Right. And like, all right, well, it's like, sure. You could look at that, but I'd rather look at how much can we grow exactly. yeah. right. in the grand Absolutely. scheme of yeah. things Absolutely. and like yeah. creativity, I feel fuels growth well, and that's expensive right, right. there's an expense right. associated <clears throat> with right. that you have to spend in order to grow there's yeah. you can't fictitiously make growth out of nothing yeah. yep. right and sometimes that's you know tangible things like an office space or mm-hmm. you know the microphones and cameras and stuff and sometimes it's like no it's just the time mm-hmm. right our time is money right that's mm-hmm. how it works but sometimes it's worth having those conversations yeah. to then get that expense and yeah. then use that and, and grow on it mm-hmm. right like we're a small company yeah. So like all of our interaction is very important. You go to like a fortune 500 company, like they silo a lot of departments. Mm-hmm. Hey, marketing, don't you talk to the product team? Yeah. They speak a different language. Be careful. Yeah. Watch out. There's <laughs> computer cords everywhere. Hey, technical people don't go over to the marketing or the sales de- or the, you know, the business yeah. department. They're just going to like talk about blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like that. It's like the, the antithesis of like, hindering growth and hindering the the value that you get out of getting people with Mm -hmm. 
uh, unsimilar ideas and get them to collaborate together and learn from yep. one another. Yep. That's what's nice about a small company. We have no choice, right? Like, <laughs> I look over and Jordan's right there. You know, I look, I look yeah. over and people are bouncing in and out of the, our, our different pods and our, our different rooms. It's like, no, you have no choice, but that's the cool part about it. But you also have to learn how to block it out. Right. Yeah. Like if you got stuff to get done, and if you're getting sidetracked, maybe you do need to work from home or maybe you do need to jump in the pod or maybe yeah. you do need to do something. So there is an adult part of this whole situation as well. It's not just like, <laughs> you got to get this stuff done. Well, and again, I think that's where like self-awareness is just yes. huge. It's like, you can understand when someone's like trying yes. to get something done and just being aware of that. And it's like, and I feel like there's that balance here where yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. Hey, we understand yeah. when someone's like right. got something to get done or, you know, they've got their pods in or mm -hmm. in one of our little cubes. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so there's definitely a balance there. Yep. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this episode soon. Any like rapid fire thoughts before we jump off? Mm. Your dad got attacked by an otter. That's, <laughs> That's real. Yeah. <laughs> what river was that on again? Just so it I was can... on the Susquehanna. It was down by I know where you're going this yeah, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Never go down the long level. Okay. <laughs> now, thanks for joining us. Vince. Thanks for having yeah. me. Super fun. Yeah, guys, great having you here on the podcast. And to our guests, thanks so much for listening to an ep another episode. And we look to see you on the next one. <laughs>